like Dave Portnoy's DMs, somehow all roads lead to and from the Cancel Me Baby podcast. And like the late great, may he rest in peace, Notorious B.I.G. once recited. If you don't know, now you know or you will know after this episode. By the way, welcome to the 100th episode of Cancel Me Baby. One hundo, baby. I mean, well, I've done some bonus episodes, so it's basically 100, give or take. But either way, it is going to be the centennial moment of your lifetime, bitch, because we are going to be talking about the only other thing Everyone and their mom is discussing this weekend, besides Aaron Rodgers' back sermon that he delivered yesterday on Friday. We are going to be talking about this business insider, kind of wannabe expose on Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy, trying to get him for sexual misconduct. Remember those roads that I was talking about? Yeah, I know. Your jockstrap is going to explode to the other side of the universe, okay? Your jaw is going to fall on the floor because I have met, yes, and interacted on a professional level with both entities, both Dave Portnoy and Business Insider in like the last year and a half. Yeah, I, I know. I know. So what happened? And I'm going to tell you my personal stories first before we really get into this and say the things that everybody is thinking, but no one is saying as per huge. Okay. And I'm going to tell you these personal stories first, because I think that it gives insight and my personal, you know, lens into this sitch. Okay. So you would think, so now given that this piece is up in Business Insider, the entire internet, well, not all of it, but most of it, the mainstream media, yada, yada, is hopping on Dave Portnoy's dick and not in a good way. And you would think, given my interaction with him, that I would be leading this brigade. And I would be like, you know what? Fuck this guy. By all means, let the Salem witch trials commence. Because here's why. About a year and a half ago, I met with Dave Portnoy and believe it or not, he gave up the chance to have all this and a bag of chips on Barcelona. Now, I, I know, I know. I pitched in my show, but it was before it was full on cancel me, baby. It was when I was still in the weeds of red carpet reporting. So it was an earlier iteration of the show. So I'm not going to say, I mean, the door wasn't closed. He didn't say no. He kind of, you know, he kind of ghosted. You know, he pulled a Houdini. I don't know where he went, but either way, like I said, in the moment he passed this up and you would think I would be like, where is the nail on the coffin of this guy? Fuck this shit. But lo and behold, I'm not because all of this, which I'm going to lay out today is bananas is what we actually need to be talking about. Oh, and by the way, with that said though, your move, Dave Portnoy your move. Okay. And as for business insider, these people were knock, knock, knocking on my door not too long ago, back in June. Because if you remember those who listen to my show know that I wrote an opinion piece and the whole Chrissy Teigen controversy went down. I was like, I am no stranger to this sitch because I had called out Chrissy for her Twitter bullying bitch 
five years ago when I was a writer at VH1. And what happened? I wrote it in a piece. She then took to Twitter to come after my peasantry ass. She was not fond of the article. And what happened? But VH1 caved and took her side. So I walked away. But my bigger message was now in hindsight, now seeing all this going down, I still don't want the bitch canceled because what does that accomplish? Cancel culture is toxic as shit. It doesn't accomplish anything. It goes round and round and nobody wins. So I don't even think this girl should be canceled. Like, let's talk it out, Chrissy. You know what I mean? And I also had a message in there going, how convenient, right? For all of these woke outlets to be the first in line to annihilate anybody who makes the smallest misstep in life. Yet you have Chrissy Teigen out here in broad daylight, basically telling women to go and off themselves. And they're going to treat her with kitty kid gloves because she's woke. Goes to show none of this makes sense, okay? None of it makes sense and it is bogus. But Business Insider didn't want to run with my angle. No, they didn't. What did they want? They wanted a personal take. It might as well have been my diary. They wanted me to talk about how I felt. Was I crying into my journal? Was I doing a sound bath? to get past this point in time? Was I able to get work again? Did I get strands of her hair and do a voodoo doll? And I was like, I am not trying to make it about this. So I turned it down. And I'm so glad I did because the satisfaction, it ended up being published in USA Today in all of its glory, pretty much in exactly how I wrote it. So yeah, you can use your little Twitter fingers and go Google it. But I'm saying, I am so glad that I turned that shit down. And I'm not surprised that this is how they're running with this now. You know what I mean? I'm not surprised that they're making it so personal. So without further ado, if you are living under a boulder, my friend, here's what's going on. Business Insider, they published a piece on Friday and it was mostly focused on two young girls who had gotten jiggy with it, with Dave Portnoy, but they described the experience as violent, humiliating, all of these things, portraying him basically as this monster. And I will say there's an obvious slant in this piece because the whole thing really throughout it, you know, like planting seeds harder than farmer trader Joe's throughout the entire piece is talking about how Barstool is known for being misogynistic and racist and obic this and that and that and that and the other thing and like domino. Oh my God, you can never imagine. Right. So you're already thinking like this writer, she's got an ax harder than Michael Myers and she is ready to grind it. Okay. But what I'm saying is there is an obvious slant, but here is my thing guys. Namely with these two people who quote unquote speak out, both of them allegedly, okay, I'm going to add that allegedly because right now it's very much he said, she said, but from what we're hearing initiated such encounters, okay, they initiated, they consented full on consented. Okay. We're going to dive into this. We're going to do a deeper dive. Like Michael Phelps could never. Okay which is something that we really need to talk about slid into his DMS stayed and all this and all this. And if you want to go out here and be like, Oh my God, you are victim blaming and shaming bitch. Just wait. Okay. So let's first off, start with the obvious. Let's get this like elephant out of the room. Okay. And back into the circus, something that we're all thinking, which is 
this culture, let's be honest, as Lil Wayne once said, let's be honest. I don't know why I'm quoting every iconic rapper today, but just go with it and flow with it and rhythm and flow. Okay. With it. See, we are in this culture now where it is, and Dave Portnoy said this in a video he proceeded to do after, which good for him. Okay. He's like, I ain't listened to, to my lawyers for Dick, which I think we need more of that. He's like, here's what actually happened. Okay. But we are in this culture where it is almost weaponized now. It is the man is guilty until proven innocent, not the other way around. And think about, I mean, I've talked about this before with other mainstream guys, you know, army hammer and all his cannibalism, allegedly like whatever it is. Okay. We don't really know all like, especially in this, when it has to do with two syllables, consent. Okay. But think about if that were your dad, your brother, your uncle, your bestie, your mentor, I don't know, someone you loved in a past life, your high school, sweetheart, your bus driver, your barista. Okay. But no, but I'm saying, think about if this was a loved one in your life and all it, you know, your son and all it takes are literal, are women coming forward and being like, this was consensual perhaps in some cases and their reputations and their lives are destroyed. So that's a side of this. That's a side of this that I don't like. And before I go on, I'm going to say, I read every comment under the sun on Dave Portnoy's response on both Instagram and Twitter. And I can wholeheartedly confirm to you the science and the data backs it up that Twitter is utter garbage trash garbage pale okay but I even saw actual assault survivors being like guys guys we we need really we need to we need to take it we need to take a step back here and I'm also going to say before you have a conniption okay I was there on the red carpet reporting from the Golden Globes when Me Too first was in sight. All the black dresses in the world. Yeah, I know. And I wrote like a novella on my Instagram because I did wholeheartedly support it. I was like, it is so amazing to be a part of this moment and pass it down to my future daughters. Like, honestly, the Pulitzer is collecting dust, okay? But I'm saying, I support it when it really means something wholeheartedly. We've also come to learn that the actual Time's Up and Me Too organization is a total sham because it just depends on the day of who they're going to choose to support, to back up, to help, sham. Every leader has stepped down. We've learned their motivations, sham, okay? So let's get into actually the layers though. Okay. Now that I got that out of the way. Yeah. So don't even try to come for my support of the real me too. I've actually penned op-eds and you can do a little, you can hit your little Twitter fingers and Google this supporting it. If anything, I've been like celebrities actually need to speak the fuck up even more. Like I don't hear you also e trash. I don't know. You're wearing a black dress. I don't hear you saying one goddamn peep about it. Okay. So needless to say, I have been behind it really pretty hard. So something Dave Portnoy mentioned, okay, let's just like di dissect, dissect harder than a frog in your biology class, which I don't even know if that is going to be a thing anymore. So hold on to the memories while you have them literally cherish your yearbooks of such things. Now, 
something that Dave Portnoy mentioned in his video is why are they okay is this because am I being targeted right now because I have interviewed Trump I've been on Tucker Carlson is this about politics and right away you may be like yawn boring like really the politics cop out but I want us to really use your brains like I think you can and I know you can guys you can do it think about it I even saw a piece that said Dave Portnoy is a piece of shit in Gawker <laughs> could you imagine such piece even like the business insider one okay running about any mainstream beloved male celebrity could you imagine it would never happen. And that's where it's like, okay, wait a minute. Where is all of this reporting? Where's all this reporting on all of the womanizers? The guys, I have been, I have been in, I have been in every crevice of Hollywood's asshole. Okay. And I can say every guy out there is trying to get their dick wet harder than a tsunami. Okay. They are, and there are ones who are public about it. And this is where I'm wondering, where is all this energy for them? Here's why in the piece, it talks about how Dave Portnoy, look, it's not a secret. And he said it, he has fucked This guy has probably fucked your mom, your cousin, your aunt, the aforementioned barista. Okay. It's no secret, but it goes after how he likes to sleep with. He's in his forties and will sleep with women in their early twenties. Okay. Question for you, question for you. Number one, where is all of this energy for Leo DiCaprio? Who, inf and they laugh about it. They make jokes at award shows like, oh, Leo, ha <laughs> ha, sleeping with your local homecoming queen. Oh, this guy. And they're all like cracking up, like their belts are breaking off from laughter, okay? And they joke about it and they make fun of it. And by the way, I've met Leo's young, I don't know if they're still together, but Camila Marone, his 20 something girlfriend, and she's lovely. No knock on her, like have at it, have the fuck at it. But I'm saying like, you guys know me. I love an age gap. I am a, I am a participant of the mega age gap. Like this day Portnoy shit could never, but I'm just saying. Are you joking? Hollywood is the breeding ground of this stuff. So let's take a look at some others. Okay. Like, again, where is all the energy for this? First of all, Tiger Woods. Now, sex addiction talk allegedly or not aside. Okay. This guy had 120 affairs on his wife. One of them was with a 21 year old. Okay. Where is the articles being like, what a piece of shit. John Mayer into some, because the articles, the Business Insider article also says how he is into some rough stuff, which he also has admitted to. He's like, I, I could be a little kinky. And there's videos out there on the internet of him like choking girls and spitting in their mouth. Okay. And that's a whole other thing I'm going to get into in a minute is like, really? We're going to start kink shaming. We're, we're going to start doing that. You guys were having mental breakdowns when you thought 50 shades of gray was too vanilla. And now you're going to be going on this tirade. Give me a break. Like quit it with the amnesia and stop it. Okay. So speaking of kink, okay, John Mayer, who has also fucked everybody you've ever seen, okay? He talked about liking whipped cream, feathers, ice cubes, role play. Shall I go on? How about Colin Farrell, another Hollywood womanizer, okay? He has messed around and done the hibbity-jibbity with Britney, Lindsay, Paris, Angelina Jolie. It goes on and on and on. 
Okay. Gene Simmons of Kiss has bragged this guy about boning over 4,000 women, guys. For like, is his dick still on? I don't know. Somebody go check. Okay. Charlie Sheen is another one. And this one is also dicey because he has had some accusations of stuff. But I'm saying, like, I haven't seen any pieces like this. He has allegedly have has had boned over 5,000 people. Some of them are adult film stars. But I'm saying, again, may or may not be dicey because he has also had, you know, he's had some things against him, but even more the reason it's like, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I, I'm not seeing it. So you can't help but think, okay, is this a political thing? Because I'm not seeing this about any of these other people. Now let's also, while we're on this topic, talk about the age difference. Cause this article loves pointing out the fact that Dave, Portnoy, you know, young girls in their twenties and da, 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 like that. Are you joking me? Like that is such a big, that, that shit is celebrated so hard, harder than the village people and YMCA. Okay. In Hollywood, let's look at some of these age gaps that are again, celebrated. Okay. Sean Penn and his ass recently had an ex of 32 year difference. Okay. Alec Baldwin, yeah, this guy, 26 years. Okay, with Hillary from Boston. That's how big their difference is. I even saw an article that said this this 26 year old hottie is dating 65 year old Dennis Quaid. Okay, like I said, applauding it. Zach Braff, 44. Florence Pugh, 23. Okay, I also saw them outside the Vanity Fair Oscar party and it was hilarious. They were having a great time. And I will say, watching their interaction, AJ, nothing but a number, ho. Okay, David Foster and Catherine McPhee. These people are popping out kids and they have a 34 year difference. Okay. And the tabloids have a shrine in their honor. So I'm saying now suddenly we're going to be like, oh, how disgusting. Again, you can't pick or choose. What is with us being so uptight when it comes to certain people? I remember interviewing Lance Bass of NSYNC and his husband. And we're on the red carpet talking about, he's like in Gayville, age gaps are celebrated. It is like, good for you, honey. You pulled the young tail go for it. Okay. Where again, why are we so uptight, but only sometimes when it comes to straight people about this makes no sense. Okay. And it also makes me think, right. That they are trying because you can, like I said, you can only imagine all of the people that Dave Portnoy has fucked and all that they can chalk up are these two girls who full on, like I said, initiated and consented. You have, you have to be kidding me. Honestly, give me a break. And if you think about it, when it comes to all this kink stuff and younger people and all this stuff, that's right outside of the box. If the roles were reversed, this shit, they would be having a party, right? They, they would be, here are some examples of women, famous celebrity women who have come out about liking, you know, kinky stuff, kinky stuff. And again, shall I remind you about how your panties all dissipated when 50 shades of gray hit the theaters. Okay. You guys hit that shit on Valentine's day with your girlfriends harder than a cowboy in a rodeo. Like, give me a break. So here are some drew Barrymore, like has said, been said to like sex in public, Martha Stewart, you know, Martha's a G she's sex. Kristen Stewart likes armpit licking Amber Rose. Here you go with Amber Rose. Okay. And I really like what she did, by the way, with the slut walk. I covered it. I did a dildo toss there, had a good time, no regrets. She said, I like to take a really rich, powerful man and make him squirm like a little bitch. I get off on that. Okay. And back to my queen. Yeah. 
Talk about being like shameless. Imagine if a dude said this, just imagine it would never go the other way. Okay. Angelina Jolie, my aforementioned queen, she has worn, like she's in the blood stuff. I don't know if she is anymore, but do you remember when she and Billy Bob would wear vials of each other's blood? out in public no fucks to be given about that kink okay she has even talked about knife play all the stuff so that goes to all to say why are we suddenly shaming it with day porno and by the way if this shit is consensual who the fuck's business is it who like honestly and this is what i'm gonna get into right now with with these women okay because i would never want to shy a woman away or just discourage a woman from speaking out. But if it is consensual, why is it anyone's business to be like, okay, can you explain, please explain to me the kinkiness of your sex life? It's really, if it's consensual, it's private, it's no one's business, but it's like we pry and make it our business when we pick and choose with the people. Again, where are these exposés on Leo? Okay. Because some of that shit by this logic may or may not be questionable. Okay. So with that said, and I conclude this chapter with Hollywood and our society and pop culture and culture at large right now, we're being inundated all day with celebrating like this kooky, literally think about this. We are being inundated and they are like, you guys need to celebrate the fact suddenly that after thousands and thousands and thousands of years in the beginning of time, gender suddenly now does not exist. It just doesn't. So everybody, okay, you guys, let's celebrate that. And it's like, wait, what? Like, and look, I'm not knocking it all. I've said it before. I fully support the trans community and adult decision-making trans people, okay? But we're being ask now to celebrate all of these things. But when it comes to anything, like in the case of Dave Portnoy, kink or younger women, like an age gap, ooh, it's like, that's so spooky and crazy and shameful. Like, are you joking me? This is where the mainstream media is deranged. Like you guys need to get your priorities straight right now. Okay. So now when it comes to the women, because what they do is portray these women as almost like weak and incapable and scared and all this stuff because what it seems like to me is that they I mean listen like they were getting it on maybe they didn't like it or they felt like it was a little rough or they or they felt like violated I'll be honest with you I have had experiences like that and it doesn't feel great. It don't. One of them said like she felt like a sex doll. I know exactly what that feels like. You're like, okay, am I even here? To be honest with you, I equate it to somebody just not being good in bed. But nonetheless, it don't feel great. But I'm never going to turn around and say that it was misconduct or this or that or non-consensual because I didn't, I didn't push them off. I didn't get up and walk away. I didn't say anything. So it's that idea that it's like, okay, so do you maybe regret it after the fact or you didn't like how it feels? after the fact, but to portray these women as in the moment, you know, scared and hopeless and unsure of what to do. Now let's dissect this because there's a part of it where I could understand. They're like, you know, Dave Portnoy and his following, they call, they're called stoolies. They will ride or die for this man. And I don't want to, you know, that idea of like, I don't want to come out because I don't want to risk them all coming after me. And I was, in, I was scared and a little starstruck and intimidated. You know, I'm a young 20 something and I'm with this big, powerful guy, but let's talk about this. And I've said this before. 
at some point, this has to be part of the conversation, you guys. And this is the idea of like the default. Like I'm going to believe out of default. And in my mind, I'm like, believe what they consented. And they are the ones who slid into his DM. So it's like, at some point we have to have the idea of where is there any personal responsibility or accountability? Even if you don't like how things went, I'm sorry. You went in his DMs, you sexed with him, talked in some cases over the period of months, got on an airplane in first class, flew to Nantucket, walked inside of his house, slept with him, but then suddenly didn't have the wherewithal to be like, if you're not enjoying it, to be like, mm, all right, dude, not a fan. I'm a head out. Like suddenly it just ends right there. You know, someone who talks about this is Pam Anderson and she gets skewered, but it's true. When all the Weinstein stuff was going down, she said, I wouldn't be caught dead. I'm sorry. In a hotel room with Harvey Weinstein. And that's where I agree. It's like, listen, I'll see you in broad daylight in the parking lot. Okay. On the concierge desk in the lobby, but you're never going to get my ass to go with some high up sketchy Hollywood exec alone in a hotel room. And this is where it gets really gray and dicey because this is where though we have to separate the people like the Dave Portnoy's from the true monsters like the R. Kelly's and the Harvey Weinstein's like, let's call it for what it is. Okay. These people, like I said, monsters, right, who deserve to be in jail, abused their power, used their reach, their access, their influence, their money, their everything to literally force unwilling women, in R. Kelly's case, minors, to do sex acts that these people didn't want to do, or they said, these men said, I will literally make sure you will never have a career a day in your life. You will never, I will decimate you. I will ruin you. This is, that is a far cry. That is a far cry. And I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in that position. But we need, again, to be able to acknowledge though, where is, where is the accountability of being like, you know what? Not for me. As Pam Anderson said, she said something like my mom raised me better. And she was like skewered, but where is the, there's validity in that. I'm sorry, whether you like it or not, like this is insane. You know, who actually talked about this and was a boss about it? Lo and behold, no surprise, JLo. She talked about how she was in a fitting of some sort for a movie. And one of the, I don't know if it was the director or whoever it was, but they were trying to pull some shady shit. And they were like, let me see you change into it or something. I'm butchering the story, but the essence is she was like, yeah, nah, bitch, try again. This isn't a game of sorry. <laughs> you lose. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay, standing up and talking about these young girls as if they're so powerless. Let's talk about this. And I want to make this super clear as well. Okay. First of all, first of all, bitch, and I've said this before. Okay. No means no. Like if you say no and the person proceeds to keep going, we have a different conversation here, pal. That's a different story. But I'm talking about from what I'm seeing here and what we know so far. Okay. And this whole idea of women making decisions in their early twenties. And it seems like the media and this piece gives off this tone, which is like, he should know better. He's in his forties. And some of these girls are in their young twenties. And so they couldn't make the decision, you know, to, to walk away or in the moment, you know, as if they're so incapable and helpless and can't stand up. 
And that I can't get behind because when you think about it, right? Think about all of the life-changing decisions that young women can make and do make. Okay. And sometimes that are irreversible and that will impact them forever and that they can't take back. No, really think about this. Okay. First one, first one, you may be like, how is this the same? Not the same, but driving a car. Okay. You may be like, who cares? But guess what? If you're out there and you're in your Prius and you're TikToking and you hit and kill somebody, I would say that that is pretty significant and something that would change your life forever again, right? That you can't take back. How about this? You can join the army. You can have a gun and go into war and kill people, okay? That is a pretty massive decision, if you ask me. And one that is a hot topic button issue right now, actually two, number one, abortion. You can make that decision. And again, can't take that back. Huge decision, huge. You can make that when you're in your young, when you're in your 20s, early 20s. Absolutely, you can. How about that? And we're here marches and rallies about it all day long, which I'm for it, absolutely. But you hear it all day long, my body, my choice. And it's like, well, that has huge implications, huge, huge repercussions too. Let's not forget about that. And how about the decision that we are giving, not even people in their 20s, okay, but teenagers and kids, the decision to change their bodies and their genders for permanently, forever, completely change, change anatomy, change body parts. Again, I'm not knocking it for the adults who are capable of making such decisions, right? But I'm saying we're allowing these women and these people to make these huge decisions that they can't take back at, at even younger, right? Than their early twenties. So to imply that they, you know, they're not able or they're not capable. I think that that's bogus. Now, somebody can say, well, those aren't the same because, you know, they're making choices that for themselves and that only impacts themselves. Well, guess what? If you consent to having sex with somebody, that is going to affect and impact you. Again, spiritually, mentally, physically, however you want to slice it. And when you think about it, we have seen women on the world stage sometimes making decisions in their young 20s that don't only impact them, but impact other people. Okay, let's go through a couple. And again, you might not, you may be like, this isn't the same as, you know, the privacy of getting intimate with someone, but just hear me out. Okay, just wait. Here are some examples. First of all, the idea that say Jennifer Lawrence, okay, Jennifer Lawrence was 25 and she wrote an open letter to Hollywood. She's only 25 being like F you all talking about, you know, on this topic, talking about not getting treated right or the pay disparity or this or that she could have gotten exile from Hollywood. They could have been like, ta-ta, nice knowing you bitch and exposed herself to all kinds of flack, you know, and blacklisting but she did it 25 years old, made that decision to put that out there. How about you guys, Simone Biles in the Tokyo Olympics that just happened, the whole world is watching. And this girl's 24 and she made a decision for her mental health to take a step out of the Olympics. Again, could have been mocked, ridiculed. She made that decision, huge decision. Even while we're on this topic, the guy who should, again, be in prison, that Dr. Larry Nasser, while we're talking about these Olympic girls, how about the girls who came out and testified again on the world stage, made the decision to get up and tell their stories while the entire world is watching against this man? Do you know how old they were? 24, 24, 25, 27. 
Greta Thunberg, she's another one. This girl, like, no matter how you feel about her, she is out here, started at 16, I think she's 18 now, out here busting balls, talking to crowds of thousands and thousands of people. She talks about climate change, but I'm saying she is out here standing up for something, right? 16, she started, 16. Okay. And this is another one, whether you love her, whether you hate her, whether you're never going to wear a white dress again, even on your wedding day in her honor, AOC. I mean, think about this, you guys, AOC was in her twenties when she was elected to Congress. This is somebody in her twenties who can make decisions that impact us. This is what I mean. We can't pick and choose when it comes to giving huge power and responsibilities to young people. They are capable. And listen, this, listen, this does not go to say that I don't believe these women or that I want to discredit or invalidate them. Again, if what happened, if they felt like it was not what they, it wasn't a pleasant experience and they didn't like it and they felt violated, that really sucks. And Dave Portnoy even said, I had, because one of them said she was depressed after he even said, that really sucks. I feel terrible if that's the case. But again, this all has to come into the conversation at some point when it comes to giving these young people power and honoring and validating that and not only using it in certain circumstances. So what happens? And this is what I don't like, okay? Where does all of this go? Sooner or later, we're going to get to, I've already seen it on the internet, how people are like, oh, here we go again, you know, disgruntled women or women who didn't get clout or money or attention or this or that from Dave Portnoy. So they're going to go after, you know, this man, you know, powerful white man and try to ruin his reputation and, you know, take him down, yada, yada. And that's what's going to happen. Now you even have hashtags like, you know, believe all men, you know, and that's why I feel like, do we need to hear all women? Yes. But do we believe all of them right away? I don't think that we have to know. Do you believe everything that you hear right away? What is this? Okay. This isn't like, it's like the tooth fairy or Santa Claus. I think we're, we're past that point. You don't believe everything you hear right away, unless you aren't like five. Okay. And I don't like this because you know what we're, I hate to say this, but we're going to get to a place where we're like, you know what? I've heard this story before sister. Yeah. Now I'm not going to believe any women. And is that what we want? It's not what I want. And that's what I'm not okay with. What happens when there are real victims who against their will were forced to do something or drugged or molested or raped? I mean, the trauma of that, and they actually need help. What happens when it gets to a point when we're all are like, yep, don't believe you. Okay, move on. Heard the story before next. That is what I'm not okay with because this matters. It matters when you speak up about somebody or against somebody and it could ruin everything for you. I mean, listen, I talked to R. Kelly survivors and I will never forget it. And they were so sincere and they were so genuine saying, you know what, especially to the people in Hollywood. And I've said this too: use your platform and your resources and your outreach, call these guys out and bring them down before they hurt more women. Use their, use your voice, call people out. And they were so sincere about that because they said, you know what, it could help the little people like us. So what's it going to be? What is it going to be? Are we going to be scrambling and caving every single time? Even when it comes to consensual, when it comes to consensual sex, are we going to be losing our marbles every single time somebody comes out with an experience or something that they didn't totally like? Because guess what? We're going to grow fatigue around it. And again, we're going to start to not believing women. And what happens when the people like the R. Kelly survivors need the attention that they deserve?
And that is what I don't like. And that is what I cannot get behind. And with that said, in hindsight, I am so glad that my piece was not published in Business Insider. I can guarantee that is one account whose DMs I will not be sliding into.